Welcome to Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And our special guest this week is... Kaylee. Hi guys! I don't believe we've met. Yes, we have not done a podcast together for like over two years. Now. Nah never happened because that's no that's the other luke and devon that is the what if exiled podcast alternate universe well i mean we have introduced that there is a at least one luke in that universe because he is stuck hosting the uh win a date with patches walker tv show is that too many lukes luke i don't think it is too many lukes devon it's just luke and bigger luke well, and Luke with two okay. U's. Yes, this is now a Star Wars podcast. Yes, you know Marvel got Marvel got Star Wars in that universe. Uh, anyways, uh, this week we are going to be covering What If AVX, which is a comic that asks a question, which is What if Magneto had been evil during avengers versus x-men and how do y'all feel about avengers versus x-men kaylee i am not a fan because (laughs) uh i it's uh as i mentioned to luke earlier it's kind of just a big concussion of a comic uh i reread the series proper before talking before revisiting the what if and i was like oh my god this is really 12 issues 12 issues of this and it's just superheroes beating the crap out of each other for 12 issues and it's just really boring and non-stop and for personal reasons i'm a big Jean gray fan and i just kind of automatically roll my eyes at any phoenix or dark phoenix story that completely removes her from the equation and hope is kind of a poochie for me well and i read the article that you had or the interview with you on women write about comics where you talked about like all the phoenix hosts who you don't like you didn't mention rachel gray i do like rachel yeah like she briefly shows up in the avx comic but i feel like nobody asks her oh hey you have a phoenix host for a while you want to help with this yeah, that is a huge pet peeve reading AVX. She's just like completely removed from the story. Like there's a point where the Avengers are, you know, giving the rundown on the Phoenix and like Captain Britain is sitting right there. And it's like, dude, you lived in a lighthouse with Phoenix. Like you you want to you want to say anything? Vouch for her? It's just very bizarre the way Rachel Gray is totally removed from the Phoenix mythos at this point in X-Men history. And it's a bummer because she's great, a very interesting character, and she would be very interesting involved with this story. So, missed opportunity there. We should get that what if. What if Rachel Gray did something during AVX? Please. Please let her do something. And... Devin, what are your AVX thoughts? Uh, I actually liked AVX a lot. It was probably the first event that I actually bought when it first came out. 
And it also came out for me when I was studying abroad in England. So that was like the book that I made a few friends over because we were all collecting the different uh, tie-in issues together and trading them off. Oh, you mean like British Andrew? Yes, British Andrew and James. Yeah, but James doesn't really listen to the podcasts or talk about them, so he's not as good as British Andrew. That's fair, but James is actually the X-Men person, so he knew more about everything. Um, also, that one has some great Spider-Man antics. I do love how he completely fucks with both Colossus and Magic. That was a great issue. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, it's in terms of storyline, it is nothing special, but it is much like the Godzilla that came out this past week. It is kind of just fun and a little bit of like a popcorn flick. I guess. I I have thoughts about Godzilla, but this is in our Godzilla cast. Uh, personally, for me, this was my first time reading AVX. Uh, my first exposure came to it from the Heroclix stuff that they made where you could just charge people up with the Phoenix Force. And that was fun. And Devin was never ready for that. Oh. I broke you so many times, Devin. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because there was, like, the base and then the, and the uh, five Phoenix Flames, and you could just stick them on different characters. Well, to be fair, you also had them play with the characters that you bought me, which was the kick-ass set. And yes, having the <laughs> Phoenix characters go up against fucking kick ass yes one of them did win that fight wow uh i yeah i don't think i played you that way because there was the time that i bought all the sets because i also had the uh bioshock 2 set or no uh not was it bioshock 3 the one where it was all uh nationalism is bad but also people who oppose nationalism is bad Sounds fun. I think that was Bio- I think that was Bioshock Three, but yeah, they had like a set for those, and I think that was what we uh, fought with. Oh, maybe, but uh-huh. again, one of those had superpowers. Yeah, but they try and balance them out. It wasn't like I was pulling out the uh, Pacific Rim pieces and just completely. The handyman, them I distinctly way. recall, just destroying me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, speaking of absolutely destroying things, said Luke, transitioning over, uh, what if AVX was a forged human series written by Jimmy Palmiati, with pencils by George Molina and Gerardo Sandoval, with inks by Norman Lee, Rick Magyard, Gerardo Sandoval, Jordi Tarragona, and Carlos Cuevas, with colors by Rochelle Rosenberg and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. And somehow, even though this was a four-issue one-up miniseries, it does not have a official universe designation, so it is given the temporary reference number 294. So we start off with the Phoenix Force killing the Guardians of the Galaxy, and this would have been like before the movie came out, so nobody really cared about them except for the people who were really into Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, alerting the Earth that a big fiery bird was coming to the Earth. So the Avengers, led by Captain America, Iron Man, and also Black Widow, who is mostly there to do boob and butt poses, decides that they need to go and get Hope Summers. While Black Panther, Thor, a Miss Marvel-era Carol Danvers, 
Nova, who wasn't left in a coma in this universe, and Vision go to try and intercept the Phoenix Force in space, and Barack Obama is cool with them kidnapping a person from a sovereign nation. Hope, meanwhile, has been training on Utopia, the X-Men's base, and specifically she's been training with Magneto, which Cyclops is like, yeah, whatever. Magneto is also casually evil, as opposed to the normal AVX, where he is just kind of being chill at this stage in the game. Anyway, because he is a dick, Hope flares up, and the Avengers Helicarrier shows up, and Wolverine's riding on it, siding with the Avengers, because he is mad at the Phoenix Force. Back on Utopia, Emma warns them about the Phoenix, and Magneto is like, we will trust Hope. And when Cyclops wants to go and talk, Magneto, Storm, Namor, and Hope go up instead, and Cyclops is just fine with it. Like, Cyclops with his coffee mug and he's just wearing sweats the entire time is a weird move for Cyclops to do. This is like midlife crisis Cyclops. Who wants to seem like the cool dad to all the kids. This is what if Cyclops and Magneto exchanged their levels of chill. Yeah, they kind of exchanged personalities in this miniseries. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that is a better... Because this is straight up, oh, Magneto is definitely having monologues that we are not seeing in the comic in all the time planning his evil revenge. Like, this is a, why are we trusting this Magneto around the kids? Magneto. So, Captain America asks them to hand over Hope. Storm says no, and Wolverine is like, we can't trust the Phoenix Force. And Magneto's like, Oh shit, I hope Wolverine doesn't kill anyone and also turn over Hope. And Spider-Woman, who is there for some reason, gets angry, so Magneto attacks her by wrapping her in metal. And Captain America's like, Magneto, you need to release her. And Wolverine and Namor get into a pissing contest for whatever reason. And Storm is trying to calm all of them down. Namor punches Wolverine in the face, and then when Wolverine goes to claw at Namor... Storm gets stabbed instead and falls from the helicopter and Hope catches her. But it's too late. And that is when Magneto escalates everything real quick and blows up the helicarrier. As it starts crashing down, Magneto, Emma, and Hope go to space to try and intercept the Phoenix for Storm's sake, while Cyclops orders the X-Men to save the Avengers, but in the end, Sam Wilson, the Falcon, Captain America's friend, and Cullen Wing, who has swords, are killed. Then Namor gets angry and beats Wolverine unconscious in the water while Wolverine is feeling sad about how Storm is dying. The whole, like, deaths that we get here with Sam and Colleen, neither of those get, like, any conclusion or any satisfaction in them. It's just like, oh, we're going to kill off a black guy and we're going to kill off two black people, but then it won't be super bad if we also kill off Colleen, who is white, question mark? No, she's Asian. Yeah, she's Asian. So it's still not, but it's still not good. Yeah, and I mean they don't really color her to look Asian at all. It's it's such a weird flex and story beat. Jimmy, what are you doing here? Cyclops and Iron Man uh, get in a pissing match about who is wrong until Captain America breaks them up, giving the X Men a chance to leave while Shield arrives to sort out the damage. Out in space, the Space Avengers face the Phoenix, which destroys Mjolnir, but it starts ebbing. The energy goes to possess the Avengers for a moment, but they don't even get cool new costumes because the Phoenix Force senses Hope on the moon, where it possesses her and she becomes the Phoenix. 
It's such a weird thing to be like, oh yeah, the Phoenix is going to potentially possess these people, and then it's just like, oh no, I, I don't really like you all that much. Especially because it's like, oh, the cover makes it look like these are going to be the alternative of the Phoenix Five. And it does oh, 100%. Happen. Yeah. I mean, what if we had Black Panther wearing that Emma Frost style costume? It's because Captain Britain wasn't there to fuck everything up again. That's what he does. Okay. Yeah. Where does he fuck up? the phoenix and cause all the problems because like i read the main series and he doesn't do anything there he decides to go in all like oh look at me i can help too where they're just like no this cool machine that tony made will handle the problem oh now you're going in there now it's been destroyed oh everything's fucked up now but i don't think that's in the main i don't think that's in the main series uh maybe not it might have been the secret avengers tie-in because i think that focused on space team okay well that would make more sense uh anyways because those issues are also where we get uh carol becoming uh captain marvel huh because what's his name marvell comes back from the dead for like two issues and then he's like yo carol you are really great you should be captain marvel and then bam, dead again. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, with Hope as the Phoenix Force on the moon, the Space Avengers go to check out what is going on, except for Thor, who is unconscious and potentially dead because he no longer has Mjolnir, and Black Panther, who is still on a ship. And they're like, hey, Magneto, can you hand over Hope? And Hope is having issues with like hearing the thoughts and powers of everybody so she's like, uh, yeah, I don't want to deal with you all right now. So she banishes the Avengers back to Earth. And Magneto's like, hey, you know how great it was sending those humans back to Earth where they live? What if you sent all the humans to death where they won't be alive? She's like, maybe. And Magneto's like, no, no, it's a really good idea. Also, Emma is there, and she's like, Yes, darling, maybe you don't destroy all the humans. And Magneto's like, No, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And if Emma Frost has to be your shoulder angel, I mean... Well, no, I mean, Emma Frost is a lot more chill than she used to be. Not at this stage of the game, though. It's a weird dynamic, though, because she's kind of like hey maybe we should kill some of the humans but it's just a very weirdly written comic anyway back at utopia cyclops and the x-men realize magneto is up to no good and the avengers rescue wolverine and neither side really wants to do a mass extinction back in space black panther shoots a missile at hope on the moon and hope protects them from the blast before magneto destroys the ship and kills black panther Emma's having major second thoughts, so Hope turns her to diamond dust, and they start on their plan. Back on Earth, the X-Men and Avengers are united and have all the governments united, while Reed Richards is working on an anti-Phoenix weapon. That's when Magneto destroys all the satellites, and Hope sends massive asteroids crashing into the Earth, killing Reed Richards, Sue Richards, and millions, if not billions, of people. 
Magneto and Hope reappear on Earth and give the Avengers and X-Men, well, mostly the X-Men, the join or die options. The Avengers and X-Men try to talk down Hope, and when that fails, they attack with a bunch of heroes being killed, including Nova, Red Hulk, Psylocke. It doesn't really serve a purpose, and it's Damn, sort of an Red a... Hulk was a person. I liked Red Hulk because of I Jeff Parker. Not. I did not because of Jeff Loeb. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Hope begins to lose control of her powers as the Phoenix wants her to kill everything, and when she asks Magneto for help, he snaps her neck and absorbs the Phoenix Force himself, gaining a spiffy new costume. Captain America throws the shield, and Magneto moves it back at them, bisecting him and Iron Man, and then Magneto... In his fancy Phoenix costume, zaps most of the remaining X-Men and Avengers. That's when Charles shows up and he starts attacking Magneto's mind, even though he's got a helmet on. And then Hulk fastball specials Wolverine, who stabs Magneto in his eyes and brain. Wolverine then ascends to the White Hot Room for some reason, where he meets White Phoenix Jean, who tells him that he's got to move on, and this is part of the cycle of birth and destruction. And then the two of them are going to fucking repopulate the Broken Earth, just like in a weird homage to New X-Men when Jean was like, hey, I'm good with Cyclops and Emma getting together. Which is Kaylee's favorite moment of X-Men. It's not. <laughs> Like I said, I read that interview you did. Well, thank you. I'm glad somebody did. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, I was also looking to see if you were going to be like, as a Gene expert and also Gene Grey role player, I have several opinions. You did not. Oh, yeah. I should have, like, self-promoted the shit out of myself, and I did not. There's always next time. Uh, yeah, it's it's a weird story, especially because of that fastball special panel where it's like, oh, how are we going to show how this is going? And it's like, oh, we'll do it in the most weird pulled back way possible. Like the panel where Wolverine is getting thrown, it's just like from a distance. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this very strange story? It was not what it was promised it was going to be. What did it's... you think it was going to be? Again, I thought it was going to be the Avengers become the Space Avengers become Phoenix Five. Fair. When this was first coming out, all the promotional material all said this is going to be. What if the Avengers, Avengers became the Phoenix? Basically. Which I think could have been more interesting or if they had done the uh, Age of Ultron thing where like each issue was a different person getting the Phoenix Force or something like that mm -hmm. that would have been way more interesting this was not a story that needed to be told over four issues yeah uh, and what about your thoughts Kaylee uh, yeah it's just a, a very disposable tie-in series like, I miss the days of the original What If, where, you know, you only had one issue to get to destroying the universe. Like, there's a What If that's like, what if uh, Phoenix had not died? And by the end of the issue, you see, like, Phoenix, like, melting the flesh off Kitty Pride's bones. It's really disturbing and hardcore. And... 
you know, that's kind of what you want out of a really good what if, like something really messed up and scary and kind of chides you for like, oh, well, you thought you wanted Gwen Stacy to live, but this is how the universe would be destroyed if she did kind of storytelling. So this just felt very padded. It really felt disconnected from the story it's based on. Like Magneto's characterization is very strange. He sort of takes Cyclops' role as the, um, you know, the hard-ass training hope and saying, we've got to fight for our species. And then he turns evil and that's very predictable and boring. And then this miniseries has such a weird tacked on ending that's like a Chris Claremont fever dream. And it just really feels very undeserved, especially considering that Wolverine kind of started the whole mess by straight up murdering Storm. So it's very strange, very disconnected miniseries. I think those are all fair points. Uh, well, the next thing that we have is to rank this story on our list of trials of the multiverse. Uh, we currently have 596 universes on this, with uh, What If J. Jonah Jameson Adopted Spider-Man at the top, and the Spidey Baby universe down at the bottom. There's not oh, been wow. a lot of shifting of that. Yeah. Uh, There's more issues with him in it, Luke. I saw it the other day. Oh, no. When I was flipping through one of my uh, Marvel team-ups, there was a Spidey Baby one-pager in the back, and I cringed. I am sorry. Do you know about the horror of Spidey Baby, Kaylee? I do not. I missed that scene in Spider-Verse. Uh, so Spidey Baby is Spider-Man and Mary Jane's son, but somehow when she gave birth, uh, Mary Jane turned into a buxom nanny from the Muppet Baby style figure who has no head. And their child is a cartoonish spider monster who wears a diaper. Who is still somehow able to shoot webs and it goes into just standard slapstick shenanigans, but also existential horror. Oh, because nice. everything who stands against Spidey Baby must fall. What can I say but wow? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so currently on our list, we have eight different stories that specifically mentioned phoenix in there um the highest one is uh phoenix horse jubilee the sketch that we got at number 58 the lowest one is uh iron age uh what if phoenix actually destroyed the world she does that yeah that was that weird one where it was like, oh, let's have Tony Stark traveling through a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. I think um, I remember that one now. Yeah. Like, it brought in the weird Captain Britain era stuff. And uh, on at our, like, 91 position, we have the What If Phoenix Survived on the Moon, which was the two-parter uh, one that Claremont gave the outline for. And, oh, yes. like, at at the uh, lower part, we have, uh, oh, no, that one is Jean Grey is actually in the Trial of the Phoenix. That was from the second arc of Exiles that we covered. That's pretty low on there. Um, yeah, how do y'all feel about the story? 
It's not the worst you've read, but it's a pretty middle book. Yeah, it's yeah. very dollar bin. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily as good as the Iron Age, What If Phoenix Destroyed the World? Because that was at least yes, the hook, and agree. it's like, oh, this is what we have to stop. So, close to that, or uh, a bit further down? A bit further down, Luke. Okay. Yeah, probably. Uh, so, our, our number 400 is Spider-Man, where Spider-Man is a spy that was also from Exiles. But oh, wow. it was just like one of those weird cameo things. Better I don't remember him, but I like that t- name. Yeah, the pun can stay. Uh, right under that is Weapon X Firestar from Exiles. That was the Firestar who was sent in to try and stop Hyperion, and then she and the Weird Hulk got killed. Yeah, it's better than that. Better than that? Alright, so our new number 401 is Earth TRN294. What if AVX? And then we got some questions in this week. So are the two of you ready mm. for this? Sure. Let's hit it. Let's do it, Luke. All right. So our first question comes in from a drifter of souls who is at Dav Powered on Twitter who wants to know why was Iceman the only OG left out of the Dark Phoenix saga? Which not necessarily relevant to what we're what we covered here but uh i think he was doing math in business yeah he was actually getting a useful degree he wanted to actually further his life yeah i think that's fair and then xavier files javier files on twitter wants to know does anyone but Claremont shipped Gene and Logan. And a few people replied that they do, which means that they are probably garbage because I don't know any of those people and they don't listen to this show, so suck at those people. Uh, yeah, I mean, how do you all feel about the Gene and Wolverine relationship? It's dumb. Because... Uh... Because Wolverine's a different character. Wow. Yeah, I said it. Why do you think he is dumb? Because all he does is just walk around and stab things and goes, look at me, I'm moody and broody. But can't you say the same thing about... Typing, typing. Gordon Ramsay or no because Gordon Ramsay is like fun and energetic how about Kramer Knives the official Bob Kramer Knives website what the hell I don't know what that or is or Bowie Knife sure. I was trying to go for a bit that did not work it did not no you know, but I went for it. Uh, I mean, I think there's interesting aspects to Wolverine, but uh, what is your opinion of? But it's the... never, but it's never normal Wolverine. 
What do you mean by that? Like, Logan Wolverine was cool. Or, like, when they take, like, twists on Wolverine. But to me, General Wolverine is usually not a very good character. So are you, like, a fan of Noseless Wolverine? Oh, Lord. Sure, there's one of those. <laughs> there is. That is very canon. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was after also, like, he had a do-rag. The... Mm-hmm. That covered half of his face. That was when he, after he got all the adamantium put back on his skeleton. Oh, okay. Acts of Vengeance. Well, post What I'm trying to say is Logan should have stayed dead and X23 should have just continued to be Wolverine. That's oh, very yeah. fair. And Gabby, and Gabby should not have changed her code name. Oh, yeah, that was bad. I Honey Badger for life. Stuff. Uh, it's now Scout, for those of you playing at home. That's dumb. It is, it is. I don't know why anybody wanted to change it. And, uh, Kaylee, what do you think? Uh, I'm open to the idea of Wolverine and Jean. I don't think it's necessarily been done well, for example, in the Ultimate Universe. When Wolverine and Jean hook up, it's really creepy. Um, and because then in the movies, she's yeah, she's like a teenager, and he's like an old man still. It's she's specifically unpleasant. nineteen, and he and he fought in World War Two. It's gross. We've 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 had an unfortunate number of discussions where we've had to bring up the happier age plus seven creep rule. Oh boy. It's it it gets really broken after a point. Yeah, and so most often the Wolverine and Jean pairings again becomes that that sad man, oh, I had to kill her, my poor lost love sort of pairing that's very tiresome, rooted in a lot of sexist tropes. Um so, I mean, if if somebody ever does it well, I'm open to it. Like, I'm very surprised that for the period of time that Gene and Logan were alive and Scott wasn't, that they didn't try to get them together. I'm surprised they didn't try that. Um, but also, if you need but, confirmation that Gene and Logan shippers exist, you should watch uh, The Act on Hulu. <laughs> because uh, Gene and Logan cosplayers are... Oh, it's... um. It's sort of a true crime series about the D.D. Blanchard murder, which is a very sad and disturbing story if you're not familiar with it. Um, I am not. Yeah, but uh, one of the, part of the element is that uh, they went to like sci-fi conventions and cosplay was involved. And um, Gypsy, one of the parties to this murder, um, finds the Logan to her gene, let's say, and it is extremely awkward and cringeworthy, and it's a lot. It's a lot. Now, for most of the time that Wolverine and Jean were around and Cyclops was dead, didn't people not know Cyclops was dead? Because Emma no, this Frost was... was pretending... Um, hmm? no, this was after he was dead. Like, when Jean is resurrected in Phoenix Resurrection, she knows Scott is dead. Oh. And then Wolverine is okay. off semi-alive, doing his own Wolverine stuff. 
I thought he was like mostly amnesiac because he had like a stone and now he's on the Infinity Watch, bubs. Yeah, they're off doing that. But like, they're both like alive at the same period of time. So I was just, I was surprised they didn't just go for it. But I mean, who knows what's going to happen now that I... House of X and Powers of X is, are happening. Well, if there's one thing I've learned to expect from Jonathan Hickman, it's maybe like one or two romances and one of those is going to be like brand new characters and then one of them will be a older character with like somebody brand new. Hey, it's the X-Men. It's part of the deal. Yep. You gotta put some toys in the toy chest before breaking a bunch of them. And it is a soap opera. Hmm. That it is the longest... No, it's not the longest-running soap opera. A long-running comic soap opera. If you had to ship Jean Grey with a character from a newspaper comic strip, who would you pick? Dennis the Menace's dad. George Dennis the Menace US He kind of has an uptight nerdy Scott Summers thing going on I'm just yeah, struggling but, I mean, to he think also of has a I'm just struggling to think of newspaper characters that aren't children or talking animals. This is I, tough. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> like Popeye? There's Popeye. A gig 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 gig. The Phoenix. He's Force. kind of like Wolverine. <laughs> uh I mean It is Oh, we could just say newspaper Spider-Man and then Gene would be fine because nothing ever happens out in that comic. Aww. Yep. That's not true. That's why Peter Things Parker and Mary Jane got married. But what has happened since then? Well, I don't know. I'm assuming some Hostess fruit pies were consumed. Yeah, probably, but the trades for those haven't come out yet, Luke. But yeah, the whole thing they was also... Mary Jane and Peter going to get married in that, and Marvel didn't want to get shown up, so they also wrote it into the regular comics. Yeah, and then the newspaper comic retconned when Brand New Day happened because enough people were really upset about it. It's amazing, actually. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, Kaylee, do you have any other questions for us to answer? Uh, who is your favorite Phoenix host? Quentin uh, Choir. Yeah, I mean, I, I do like Choir. Rachel's also really good, though. Gotta give it up for Rachel. And Devin, do you have any questions? Are you excited for the movie, Kaylee? Uh, tentatively so. 
I'm gauging my expectations. What about you, Luke? Uh, you know, if it weren't for the fact that I'm going to be on a business trip Thursday night, I'd probably be somewhat interested, but it's sort of like, oh, I'm not going to see it opening night. I don't really want to have to force myself to go and see it this weekend because it's busy and there's an arts festival in town. I don't know. I'm just not jazzed about it there isn't anything that's made me be like oh i really want to see this as soon as possible beyond let's just get this over with so it's not painful and i don't need to worry about people like spoiling things i mean do you think that jean gray is going to be dead at the end of the movie no i do not yeah, think probably so. not Ooh, ooh, I got it, I got it. But do I think if Mystique's you... gonna be dead at the end of the movie? Hopefully. They don't got Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence money. Yeah, that contract is uh, here... Here's a question. If you had to make a Marvel Cinematic Universe team using characters who are not members of the original five X-Men and who have not been major characters in Marvel movies so far... Who would you have on the actual team? Like, you can have a Professor Xavier just because you need a Xavier to form the team in theory, but you can't use, like, any of the O5 and no Wolverine. Who would you put on your team? Hmm. I like the ones who have already been in the movies. Uh, not like major roles in the movie, so not like, so no Wolverine, no Mystique, yeah, and no Cyclops or Jean. Well, or Beast, because I guess he's sort of had roles, but like you can't use them. Would Kitty Pride count as major? I was gonna say because I'd also want Kitty Pride. I'd say you can use Kitty Pride. I would use Kitty Pride. I would want a bit beefier role for Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Pete Wisdom. Uh, Pete Wisdom would be an interesting choice. Like, would you have him as a government liaison or something of that nature? Uh, possibly. I... I think it would be nice to really get back to sort of the international flair of the original all-new, all-different X-Men. Because the Fox movie has kind of made everybody except for Magneto and Charles American. Well, I, I don't think they ever really went into Storm's nationality. They, sh- but yeah, they show I, I get what in you're... Apocalypse, but like the accents are all American. Like Pietro becomes Peter... It's a little unnecessary. Let's get, let's get some mm-hmm. international flavor back. All right, so we're putting in Nightcrawler, uh, Kitty. I say we put in. I, I say we put in a Rachel Summers into this weird movie that we're putting together. 
Uh, Pitty, and then Pitty everyone Pride and else Rachel should go, add in. go well together. Yeah, because there you can have that relationship, but you can also have like hints of either what was or what could have been. Want some fun and... cannonball action? Ooh, so we're putting in Sam Guthrie. You don't think that the uh, new Mutants movie is ever going to come out? <laughs> no, never coming out. They're they're burying that like the Atari video game. All right, and then who is your other member that you're putting onto the team, Kaylee? Uh, again, I go with another pick from the definitely doesn't exist New Mutants movie, uh, like Danny Moonstar. Uh, and you know they always need a just sort of out there pick for like a uh, character that's going to be like oh why are they putting this character on why not put on Dr. Nemesis as like the team leader who has been stuck with all these weird mutant kids yeah why not yeah there we got a good better mutant movie Nobody, well, no, Dr. Nemesis will use science guns. I was going to say nobody's going to use guns, but, you know, the Nemesis. All right, well, uh, Kaylee, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Ranch, 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 and you can find uh, a lot of my comics writing, including a bunch of pieces on X-Men and Jean Grey on uh, womenwriteaboutcomics.com. And Devin. And you can find me online at Fred of Fett. That's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And Luke, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Coltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Uh, Exile. Multiversal Q slash Altiversal Q is a alternating week podcast. Unless we have movies coming out that we are going to do tie-in episodes for. Uh, coming up this Sunday, we are going to be covering Spider-Man as he gets into some more spider shenanigans. As he gets in the Ultimate Six and also Ultimate Adventures is going to be there. Your favorite character from Ultimate Adventures. Uh, if you want to know more about the show, visit us at multiversalq.com. We also have a Facebook, a Twitter where you can send questions and all that other stuff. Thank you for listening to this episode. And Kaylee, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. This was a lot of fun. We needed to get our Jean Grey expert. Yay. And we will all catch you on the flip mode. Peace. Bye.